0: You're listening to the Reversing Climate Change podcast by the team at NORI, the carbon removal marketplace. This is a show about the innovators and entrepreneurs developing solutions to climate change.
1: Hello and welcome to the Reversing Climate Change podcast. I'm Ross Kenyon. Today we have an alumnus back on the show to announce uh, what they are doing that is interesting to our listeners. I'm sure you'll like to catch up with Benji Backer, founder and president of the American Conservation
0: Coalition. Welcome back, Benji. Hey, great to be back with you. I I loved our first conversation. Obviously, big fans of what you guys are working on uh, and just excited to kind of share this exciting initiative that actually is just kicking off this week. Thanks, Benji. Yeah, it caught my eye and I knew I had to have you back on to
1: talk about it, which is the electric election road trip Um, 2020, I should even add. Uh, What is happening there? What are you up to?
0: Yeah, so we were kind of in the it was in the spring of this year when we were deciding how are we going to continue making a difference during COVID and make these issues you know still at the forefront of American politics and the American culture, and we realized that we could do that through a very you know obviously socially safe distance road trip across the country to highlight what local communities and businesses are doing to combat climate change because we feel like public private partnerships and market based solutions. As well as you know, local solutions are the answer to these sorts of problems. And in an election year where a lot of action has you know been stalled in Congress and in state legislatures, and of course is being stalled on the campaign trail because of all the other topics that are going on, uh, which are very important themselves, we felt like it was really necessary to take the initiative to go across the country in a Tesla X for 45 days and do almost 35 uh, podcasts. Uh, in different states across the country, to show what small companies, large companies, and local individuals are doing to combat climate change within their own communities, and not just focus on the coasts, not just focus on you know your typical environmental hubs of Seattle and San Francisco and other places like that, but actually go to you know what they say is real America, right? You know we're going from Seattle to where I am right now, which is Jackson Hole, Wyoming, to South Dakota you know, states like that, as well as some of the coastal states on the East Coast, like New York and New York City, to really tell this story that it's not just, you know, this one-size-fits-all way to fight climate change, that you can do it in every geographic region, and you can do it via these market-based public-private partnership, and innovation-based solutions.
1: Are you able to disclose any of the guests you might have on the show?
0: Yeah, so in the next few weeks, we're going to be having Conrad Anker, one of the you know, most famous climbing uh, leaders, and somebody who's very active on on climate change. We'll have the president of the University of Washington, Anamari Kause. We're going to have Kathy McMorris Rogers, uh, the congresswoman uh, from Eastern Washington. <clears throat> We're going to have the chief environmental officer of Microsoft, and and those are going to be some of our first few episodes um, of kind of the Pacific Northwest area. Uh, and then we're going to move to the Midwest and talk a lot about clean energy development in the Midwest and some of the sustainable farming uh, work that's being done <clears throat> in that area. And then up to the Northeast, where there's being where there's a lot of research and technology uh, being developed in those states around uh, lowering emissions on all sources of energy. And then we're going to go down to the Southeast, <clears throat> do a lot about wetlands restoration, you know, coastal resiliency, those sorts of issues, and then finish up in the Southwest where. You know, a lot of these solutions are really right there in the mountains, you know, figuring out ways to manage forests, better, you know, focus on carbon capture in communities that are still very reliant on fossil fuels, talk with companies that are shifting from fossil fuels uh, to renewables. It's going to be a really interesting journey to cover those different aspects uh, of the American landscape and this issue of sustainability.
1: Hmm. How much of your communication work like this is focused on people that are right of center saying, hey, you don't have to not be an environmentalist just because you're conservative or a libertarian or a right-leaning moderate? And how much of it is pointing to the left saying, hey, we have something to contribute to the Green New Deal discourse as well? With where are you looking
0: for your audience? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, this is an initiative that we feel like can unite people on both sides of the aisle and so we are our audience does include people on the right and the left to your question and actually with kind of that sort of messaging we feel like you know unlike other political issues these sorts of solutions aren't political and they and they don't have to be divisive you know we've already interviewed you know every everyone from a tribal chairman to one of the biggest uh you know chief executives at one of the largest companies in the world and yeah everyone in between they all kind of have this same mindset of Like, let's just do this together, and we can do this through smart solutions. And of course, we're not always going to agree, but there are things that we have a ton of overlap on on these issues. And so, from the left to the right, we want to show that during a divisive election, these sources, these sorts of policies, and um, you know, technology implementation and sustainability efforts in the marketplace can be at the forefront for people on all sides. But we also want to show that the, the 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 issues around climate change don't have to be solved via big government all the time and i think that that's a fatal flaw of the climate change movement has been always relying on a one size fits all policy at the federal government level if you know anything about the american conservation coalition or me you will realize that i do believe the federal government has a role in in sustainability and climate change and we and we've advocated for policies like that but we can't simply rely on the federal government to solve our problems. When we do that, we never have success. And what we can do is lean on local governments, state governments, and companies a whole lot more than we are doing currently. And and maybe that is going to be seen as a shot at some people on the left, but it has nothing to do with political ideology. It has to do with the fact that we want to solve climate change, and we feel like we can do that through an all-of-the-above approach in terms of all sources of decision-makers making uh, the change to fight climate change. Got it.
1: Well this week I saw that video, you must have too, though I know you're pretty busy, of Trump with the NOAA scientists on that panel. Did you watch that? Mm.
0: Yeah, I did actually. I just I just saw it last night for the first time and that, yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely was frustrating. It hurt my brain a fair amount.
1: Um, What's it like trying to work um, and, and influence the right of center, especially in, in D.C., where you guys spend a lot of your time? Is that a, a dominant attitude? Do you feel like you are making strides? How do you make progress on something like that when it seems like we're either delaying or or taking steps backwards even?
0: Yeah, no, it's a really great question. And I think what it comes down to is that the president is, on a different page than where the Republican Party and conservatives are heading. Um, Conservatives are heading in the right direction on climate. You have the the three most climate-friendly states in the country in terms of reducing emissions, you know, per the previous year, are run by Republican governors who are very much adamant about climate change reform. You have the House Minority Leader... In Congress, uh, Republican Kevin McCarthy having his own climate plan, which would have seemed like an impossible um, you know situation a few years ago. You have senators like Mike Braun in Indiana putting together constant uh, climate change legislation. So it's trending in the right direction. Not just with young people, the young people are demanding the change, and young people are the ones that are making the change happen. But it is older older generations of conservatives are falling in to um, climate change reform as well. And as as a conservative and as somebody who leans that way, to see the president like just totally on a different page than where uh, this movement is heading is bizarre. I mean, it, it really truly is. I mean, we know that forest fires are ravaging our nation. And instead of like trying to figure out a way to create a sensible approach of saying, yes, forest fires have to do with poor forest management and climate change and you know or even just acknowledging or trying to listen to the scientists that were at that panel he just flat out continues to deny climate change and you know he's had some great conservation wins and he could come out and try to find a way to do something great on climate change through a more conservative leaning approach but he's refusing to and it's really bizarre it's not where the conservative movement is heading and it's it's obviously not very helpful uh, for those of us who want to fight climate change.
1: So it seems like you're hopeful then that, in the future, uh, the conservative movement will look back on the Trump era as uh, an an aberration somehow. Maybe this isn't where the heart of the movement is slash should be slash will be
0: yeah, I mean Donald Trump's one person in the conservative movement. And of course, he's got the the largest microphone and and he's got the you got the table and he's, uh, he's the table and he's the one driving driving the ship. but he is only one person and the rest of the movement is heading in the right direction. And so I think if you look back at this time, you know, regardless of if, if Donald Trump wins or not, you know, we will try to, to work with whoever's in the white house and try to get Donald Trump on the, on the right page. If, you know, if he does win in November, but I think what, to your question, if we look back at this, you know, five, 10 years from now, I, I don't think that the conservative movement will be known as the anti- Climate change reform movement. I, I don't think it is, I don't think you can even say that anymore. Um, unfortunately, Donald Trump is, you know, carrying on that stereotype a little bit here. But I do think that it is a aberration to to reality. I think that there Republicans are on the becoming on the right side of history on this issue. And you know, the amount of bipartisan bills in Congress to fight for climate change reform is absolutely incredible. And I think that that's there's a lot of there's a lot of power to that and you know, whenever the, the, the era of Trump is over, regardless if he comes in the right direction or not, I think he, he, he's not going to hold up um, the Republican Party and the conservative movement being better stewards on climate change. And we're already seeing that happen here in 2020.
1: Fascinating. Yeah, I look forward to seeing how that plays out. Well, Benji, I'm imagining that someone listening, if they wanted to follow you with Um, By the way, uh, congratulations on joining the ranks of podcasters. It's it's one in every three Americans now. Uh, It's it's not really, but it it might as well be. Um, Yes, only one in three. It seems like two in three. I know, I know. It really does. Um, Where can someone check out your show and follow uh, what ACC is doing?
0: Yeah, well, you can definitely follow us on social media um, at ACC underscore national. um, All over social media, and then. We also have a brand new website for, for our nonprofit. Uh, we have the American Conservation Coalition and the Conservation Coalition. This is an educational initiative through the Conservation Coalition, and you can check out this initiative uh, on tcc.eco/slash roadtrip, or just go to tcc.eco and you'll see it. I'm really excited to be able to share this journey across the United States. We already have a lot of amazing episodes that we've pre-recorded in Seattle um and then we'll be releasing them as we go uh, throughout the next 45-50 days we're going to be pumping out more content than everyone's you know everyone's going to want but it's going to be there and we're going to have pretty much every story that people want to be told being told and you know that's the power of this podcast i really appreciate the opportunity to share it with your audience because i know that it's going to resonate incredibly well uh, with your incredibly strong audience and i think at the end of the day we both know and agree and we've talked about this a lot that these sort of market-based solutions, you know, paired with smart government are the answer. And, you know, this kind of private sector leadership can drive the change, which is exactly what Nori is doing. So I'm really thrilled to be able to be going around the country and showcasing other initiatives like that. Um, And, and hopefully, you know, Nori's listeners and and Versing Climate podcast listeners can, can join in and, and tune in as well. And honestly, we'll probably be releasing a podcast every day or two. so, If you're uh, constantly pressing the refresh button, you might see a new video um, every day. So really excited to continue kind of inspiring people around these these sorts of solutions and realize that it will take all of us to fight climate change, and it's not just going to be the members of Congress and the president that decide if the United States is going to be a leader or a follower when it comes to reducing carbon emissions.
1: I love it, and I love the solutions focus too. I think that's really... Uh, agency granting, people like it, they don't feel hopeless, and it's also going to take a gigantic portfolio approach, um, rather than just like one singular uh, policy or, or approach in general, so very cool, Benji. Uh, what's the name of the show, too? I imagine people probably
0: want to listen in their podcast app, what are you calling it? Yep, so it's going to be called the Electric Election Road Trip and the Electric Election Podcast, it's going to be on pretty much everywhere you can find it. And we'll be uploading it as we go. First episode will drop probably um, you know in the next couple of days, and uh, we're just uh, we're going to be uploading it to everywhere and, and anywhere. So if you want to see it, you'll be able to find it. The Electric Election Podcast.
1: Great. I'm going to hold this episode until the first one comes out, so I can steer people right into your waiting arms and get that to uh, happen. So uh, thank awesome. you, Andy. um I'm happy to have you back on. It was fun to catch up. I know you have to to run. You are busy, a man with a
0: schedule. So, how about we uh, call it there? Let's do that. And, and honestly, you know, just really happy to be back on. Happy to do it again at the end to kind of recap the trip. Um, I'm a man with a schedule, but it's all it's all very exciting things. And uh, hopefully, we can continue growing the ACC movement as we travel across the country. You know, doing these sorts of uh, podcasts and, and reaching new communities that haven't really had a voice at this at the table so excited to come back on in the next couple of months and share share what we've learned and, and share maybe some surprises as well so thanks again for having me on
1: yeah my pleasure and links to all of the acc social media accounts website etc is on there would be happy to have you back on to recap the trip it sounds like an exciting one um hopefully you don't get too sick of everyone uh, being cooped up in there like a like a band on tour uh, i think they go
0: a little bit crazy during those i think you'll be okay but uh good luck to you guys hey <laughs> 50 days together in a car is going to be a a test in itself, and I think, you know, we'll probably be able to tell a lot of stories, not only from the stories we're hearing about climate change reform within local communities, but also we will tell stories about how is it to be on a road trip with people that you don't really, you know, know incredibly well for 50 days and and how that turns out. So a little bit of a social experiment
1: and a podcast all in one. If I have to hear Benji say public-private partnership one more
0: time, I'm going to lose it so <laughs> well you're gonna be hearing it a lot more so get it, get ready for that you're gonna lose it <laughs> okay cool thank you
1: benji thanks for being on the show
0: yeah appreciate
1: it yeah um thanks and if you like the show write us a review on apple Podcasts or itunes we always appreciate that um, follow us on social media there's a link to our patreon in there too and thanks so much for listening